Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Murphy's League. In today's episode, we're going to be previewing week 5 of the NFL. It's going to be a really exciting week this week. I really like a lot of the betting odds, which I'm sure Vegas loves to hear me saying that. But regardless, we're going to cover all that. We're going to preview a couple games. So stay tuned because I have a lot of bets I really like this week. And there's a lot of really interesting games. So we're going to jump straight into some of my favorite bets from this weekend. Normally I save this segment for the last, but honestly there's so many bets I want to talk about that that's going to be the main focus of today's episode. I'm going to close it off by talking about a couple key matchups, but let's just start it right off with Thursday Night Football. Tonight we have the Broncos being visited by the Indianapolis Colts. It feels like these teams are in two pretty different spots right now. I don't want to say that Colts are an absolute free fall. But it hasn't looked very good so far this year. Not a lot has really been going right, especially in the first half. They seem to be a much better second half team. And they just seem to have things click far too late. Shaq Leonard is going to be out in this one again. Uh, Matt Ryan hasn't been particularly disappointing, but he hasn't been exceeding expectations so far either. And obviously their record is nothing to write home about. At the end of the day, the Broncos are still a winning football team. They still are uh, what are they? They're 3-1 and one now, so at the end of the day, they're still getting it done. I like what they're doing defensively a lot, and I feel like their offense is clicking more. They showed a lot more promise in that Raiders game last week, as I mentioned in my review episode. I really like the connection that Cortland Sutton and Russell Wilson seem to be having. Um, I am concerned about their running game and what they're going to do to replace Javante Williams, but I just think right now they're on a they're a better team. There's a better feel around this team. They're at home. I think their offenses are their offensive weapons and Russell Wilson are going to find ways to continue to click and gel. So for all those reasons, I really like Broncos' money line in this one. Obviously, they're favored, so it's not the best odds, but still really like that one there. I'm fairly confident they're going to win this game. Up next, New Orleans versus the Seattle Seahawks. This feels like another correction game where the Seahawks are bound to start coming back down to earth sooner or later. They've been playing some really shaky defenses, and Geno Smith's numbers have been incredible, but I think that kind of comes down back down to earth today, or on Sunday, excuse me. Uh, this Saints defense is really damn good. I've been saying it for four weeks now. I've been saying it since before the season started. This team should not be 1-3. in three. If Jameis Winston doesn't make as many mistakes as he does, they probably aren't 1-3. in three. Um, even last week, they kept it very close with a very competitive Vikings team. I think Andy Dalton's going to do enough to get get it done at home in New Orleans. They're bound for a win. I know a lot of people are saying like this is a correctional game, and honestly, I agree with the consensus on that one. The Seahawks, they've been fun to watch, and it's really entertaining to see them do well. It's been a really fun storyline, but sooner or later, they're going to come back down to earth. Things are going to correct themselves. They can't play the, the Lions defense every single week. They can't drop 48 points every single week. New Orleans, this is still a damn good team. Even if Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara out on this one, I still like a lot of their personnel. Again, it starts with their defense. They're going to be able to slow down Geno Smith. They're going to be able to slow down Rashad Penny. And once that gets going, I think Chris Olave is going to have another really big game. Um, Andy Dalton hopefully can just manage the game well enough. And they're going to win on both sides of the line of scrimmage more than likely. So I like New Orleans a lot in this one. Again, not great odds in the money line there, but I do feel really good about it. You can even parlay the Broncos and New Orleans together. That's probably what I'm going to end up doing this weekend. 
and then of course your odds get better when you do that so again not great odds they are both favorites in this one but i really am very confident both these teams are going to win those games up next this is a game that i hear a lot of people talking about a trap situation happening but i really don't see it playing out that way I really like taking the two points that Tennessee's being favored over Washington right now. I know the game is in Washington, and again, you can maybe say Washington's due for a win, and they've had some moments on offense that have looked good, but other than that, this offensive line is atrocious. Carson Wentz's decision-making is still not getting any better. Um, he has had some flashes with some of his guys offensively, but I think Tennessee is just going to... It's going to be a Mike Vrabel game. They're going to push Washington around. I think they're, again, they're going to win on both sides of the line of scrimmage, in my opinion. I think Washington's D-line can create a little bit of problems for Derrick Henry in this run game, and obviously the entire offense is centric around that. But Tennessee just always seems to find a way. Mike Vrabel is just an amazing coach. He's very adaptable. Um, I think they're going to find a way to get this done. I think their D-line is going to be the X factor in this game. Um, they still have some really, really good, key playmakers in that department um they've got a lot of really big guys up front it starts with jeffrey simmons obviously bud dupee D'Amico audrey a couple of other guys there that really make a lot of contributions on that side of the ball their secondary hasn't been anything to write home about but again it's not like carson wentz is absolutely lighting it up um I think they're going to cover those two points against Washington. I'm kind of surprised this spread isn't more again a lot of people are calling this a trap game vegas is you know, deceiving people, wanting them to take Tennessee, and then Washington's going to find a way to win it. But I really don't see it playing out that way. I really do like Tennessee in this matchup. Up next, we have the under of a game, actually. Under 39.5 for San Francisco versus Carolina. San Francisco is going to Carolina on a short week, so I know that makes a lot of people nervous going to the East Coast, playing off a Monday night game. That's a lot of traveling and not a lot of time. But I really don't care. I mean, I, I think San Francisco's just has one of the best defenses in the league right now. They're playing absolutely lights out. Nick Bosa had a career game last week against the Rams. Obviously, um, Ufunga, who I can't remember his first name now, an incredible free safety, playing really, really well right now. Um, and beyond that, Carolina has just looked awful. This offense is one of, if not the worst in the league, right there with the Chicago Bears and a couple other teams. They really just haven't shown anything at all. Baker Mayfield's getting pressured a lot, and on top of that, he's making bad decisions, even when he's not getting pressured. Their defense has had its moments, but at the same time, San Francisco's just, especially with this scheme they run with Kyle Shanahan, they're just going to find a way to manage the game. They're going to move the ball. They're going to control this game. They're going to run the clock out. And if your defense is on the field this often, which I have a feeling it will be for the Carolina Panthers, there's just no way that you can expect to win a game that way. I really like them to win by over a touchdown, and I don't see a world where Carolina gets more than 14 points. I think that's their absolute ceiling in this game. So again, for all those reasons, I really like under 39.5 points. I think the only way it goes over that is if San Francisco just finds a way to run up the score. If Jeff Wilson and a couple of their other playmakers, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, have a couple long touchdowns, that's the only way I can really see this overhitting. I, other than that, I really do like this under. I think they're going to find plenty of ways to shut down this Carolina offense, and I think Carolina's going to have a really, really rough game. Matt Rule's job might be coming to a close there, so make sure to keep track of that. I really like San Francisco in this matchup. Up next, another favorite. I know I'm the worst. I know people don't like taking favorites all the time, but hey, it's a spread. It's not their money line, so that, I, that makes me feel a little bit better. The odds are definitely better in that regard. I really like Philly to win by more than five points over Arizona. This game, again, in Arizona, I'm taking another road team here, but 
I just, again, I just don't care. I think Philly is so much better right now. I think Arizona is just trying to pick up the pieces. Uh, they caught the Carolina at a great time to get some confidence back, but I just don't see that playing out this way. Philadelphia has just been dominant against nearly everyone they've played around. Um, and uh, frankly put, the Cardinals' offense is extremely predictable. It's way too dependent on Marquise Brown right now. I think the Eagles are going to scheme around that and try and find ways to eliminate him. I love what they're doing defensively as far as they're blitzing a lot more than they did last year. They're lining up Hassan Reddick all over the field. They're a really creative team defensively and offensively. So I just love what this team has going for them. I've mentioned it every week now. They've got the best tandem of an offensive line and defensive line in the league they can push guys around they can control the clock jalen hurts can make plays with his legs and his arm they've got all the weapons in the world i just don't see a world where arizona keeps up and honestly i think they struggle offensively in this one a lot so i really do like philadelphia to cover that five point spread i think they win by easily seven points at least so i really like those odds there um not liking what i'm seeing from arizona at all and philly might just be the best team in the league right now this, I wouldn't call this next one a best bet. I'm just very, very tempted to take it, given where these teams are and where their trajectory seems to be going. I'm really tempted to take the Cowboys plus five and a half against the Rams. Um, this is mostly because of the Cowboys defensive line and the Rams offensive line. The Rams offensive line as a whole has not been very good this year. Obviously, they just got eaten alive by Nick Bosa and the 49ers last week. But beyond that, they really haven't had... A dominant game all year a lot of people have been getting a good amount of pressure on them and it's not like Matthew Stafford's playing very well right now he's not distributing the ball at all he literally only targets Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup in the passing game it's very unsustainable the whole reason why Ufanga who don't get me wrong made an incredible play had that pick six last week was because everyone in the fucking field knew where the ball was going it was so obviously a screen um he just jumped it it was to Cooper Cup no surprise there at all um, so it's funny to say that a Sean McVay led offense is getting predictable, but that's exactly what it looks right looks like right now. It's very predictable. It's very one dimensional. Uh, their run game really hasn't gotten a lot going. I still don't think they're using Cam Akers enough, and I just the Rams really aren't impressing me right now. Whereas the Cowboys, given where their expectations were, of course you have to keep that into effect. We all had very high expectations, including myself, for the Rams this year. I had them ranked as the best team going into the league. Um, before the season started I thought they were going to beat the Bills that first game of the year obviously it didn't work out that way and the Cowboys were a team that I was very low on I did not think they had any shot of winning the division I still don't really think they do but I don't think they have any shot of making the playoffs before the year started now they're three and one and they're starting quarterback hasn't even been playing their pass rush has looked absolutely phenomenal which leads to a huge mismatch in this game because as I mentioned Rams offensive line not playing very good football right now the Cowboys defensive line playing amazing football right now as we all know Micah Parsons leading the way there he's an absolute stud uh, one of my favorite defensive players in the league that's not a surprise if you've been listening to this podcast you already know that but I just feel like in that regard that the way those matchups align and also Trayvon Diggs playing as well as he is right now that can line up against Cooper Cup not that anyone can really can, can contain Cooper Cup but just at least hang with him um, he can really make you pay if you're over-targeting. He can definitely get a pick in there. Um, if you target him too many times, he has the best ball skills out of any DB in the defensive, uh, excuse me, out of any DB in the league. So he's going to make you pay if you continue to target him time and time and time again. And I have a feeling they're going to be lined up against each other a lot. So that could create some problems for the Rams too. 
So again, for all those reasons, I really am tempted to take Cowboys plus five and a half. I haven't bought the ticket yet or anything. I'm not making it my best bets. My best bets are the last six I just mentioned, which again, quickly, Broncos money line, New Orleans money line, Tennessee minus two, uh, San Francisco plus, or sorry, minus six and a half, under 39 and a half in that game, and then Philly minus five points over Arizona. But if I were to put a seventh one in there, it would probably be Cowboys plus five and a half. And if I'm being honest, like like I said, there are a lot of odds I'm really tempted and I really like this week. I, I'm really tempted to take Green Bay minus eight over the New York Giants. I really like Jacksonville minus seven over Houston. There's a lot of other games like that that are very tempting, but I just can't seem to take them. Um, I really like the under in the Miami Dolphins game, New York Jets. It's at 46 points right now. I could really see both those teams stalling out a little bit. Um, there's a lot of games that are very tempting, and then there's just a lot of really fun games beyond that, which we'll talk about right now. First of which has to be Bengals versus the Ravens. This game is in Baltimore in primetime Sunday night football. Going to be a really, really fun game to watch. These teams obviously had quite the game, quite the slate of games last year. One of them, the Bengals just absolutely unleashed jamar chase in that one he had an absolute incredible game i believe they put up 41 in that one it was a pretty close game and then third quarter hit they just absolutely pulled away if i'm not mistaken but either way this game is huge in terms of implications whoever wins this game is going to be the clear leader in front of the rest of the afc north um it sets them up really nicely to control their destiny and their playoff seating all that type of all that type of stuff um the ravens are favored by three points in this one and it's I'm really interested in this game to see what type of schemes the Ravens are going to be running. They've been trying to run more zone than last year, and it really has bitten them in the ass a couple times. There's been a few blown assignments that have cost them, you know, literally games. In the case of the Miami game, there was a lot more zone that they were used to running in that one because the, just the speed of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, they had to, to kind of accommodate for that. But if you can't stick to your coverage, if you can't stick to your um, your zone, your assignment, then there's going to be a lot of problems. Again, we saw that in the Miami game. I think they're going to have to do some more of that in this game because this is a team that likes to be physical. They like to run man across the board. They like to use creative blitzing schemes, pack a lot of guys in the box, and really just force your receivers to beat their dbs but in the Bengals' case they're set up to do that in a lot of the ways that miami was against the ravens so i don't think that you can just throw your guys out there and man every single play and expect good results because t higgins and jamar chase are their problems and we that's no surprise they're absolute mismatches they can beat any cornerback in the league just like we saw last week with Xavier howard and t higgins a lot of similar stuff can happen in this game so I think the Bengals are going to find ways to air it out. I'm really curious to see what the Ravens, how the Ravens adjust defensively. Um, and then, of course, I'm curious to see what the Bengals' defense does against this, this Ravens' offense. Obviously, last year, they handled the run very well. I was really impressed with their front seven as a whole. It's going to be interesting to see what they do, how their run game works, if J.K. Dobbins can look as explosive as he did last week because he really seemed to you know, come into his own last week. I think he's going to continue to blossom. The one thing that I'm really looking at this game as far as betting is the over. It is at 48 points right now. That does seem a little low. Both of these offenses can get hot and can keep up with each other. I think this is going to be a really competitive game, and I don't know who wins it. My, I want to lean towards the Bengals, but it's not really something I would ever put on my best bets. It's not really something I want to put my money and name behind. <laughs> but I think if I had to pick a team right now, I would pick the Bengals in this one, just because purely because their wide receiver mismatches are just too much. But if the Ravens pass rush can get going early and they can get some blitz, some blitz pressure to get home early without Joe Burrow just 
dicing him up underneath, which again, he kind of did to Miami. I think Joe Mixon could see a lot of work in this one. Um, just a lot of the underneath stuff, just dink and dunk type options. Um, I think Cincinnati's going to find a way to pull it off. But again, it is in Baltimore. It is in primetime. They seem to do well with those types of things. They haven't been playing too well at home recently, which isn't entirely normal, but I think they find a way to do it in this one. Now let's talk about Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this should be a really damn fun game. If you don't remember last year, these teams, two, these two teams played each other, I think, fairly early in the year as well, and it turned into an absolute track meet. If I'm not mistaken, like I'm pretty sure it was like 40... It was in the 40s and 50s, I don't remember. The over was an absolute smash in that game. I don't see this game playing out exactly like that. In fact, I don't think I'm betting on any team or anything in this game. Um, maybe I'll look at some player props or something like that. But regardless, I'm not looking at this game for betting. I'm purely looking at this game as a football fan. It's going to be super fun. It's going to be super interesting to see how these teams perform in this game, um, how the Browns manage their game. Obviously, their strength right now is their offensive line. Um, that is an elite unit. Nick Chubb is dominating this league right now. He's second in the league in rushing, if I'm not mistaken. Was just first. He's probably going to end up finishing the year around the top if he can stay healthy all year. He's looking like one of the best running backs in the NFL. He has been for some, some time now. That's not really surprising. But beyond that, Jacoby Brissett has just been playing really solid football. He's managing the games really well. He's not having a ton of mistakes. He's just doing what they need to to win a lot of these football games. Obviously, last week, <laughs> I was completely wrong about my take about the Browns. I thought they were going to beat the Falcons. Not exactly what you wanted to see. Really impressed with the Falcons in that game, but that's neither here nor there. I talked about that in my recap episode. Falcons were really moving some people on the offensive side of the ball, but regardless, the Los Angeles Chargers have had a history of struggling against the run. Damian Pierce just went off against them last week. Um, so if you have Nick Chubb in fantasy, this should be a very, very good start for him. Obviously, you're going to start him what, no matter no matter the circumstances. But in this one, he should go off and be very productive in this game. So be sure to put him in your lineups there. Um, beyond that, though, this Chargers offense is starting to get... A little more healthy it sounds like Keenan Allen might be coming back in this game so that's gonna be very huge to the Chargers success uh, regardless I think Austin Eckler is gonna have another really good game shout out Austin he had a, a hat trick last week over 100 yards I think he's gonna continue on that note where he left off uh, Herbert's only getting more healthy with his ribs so hopefully the Chargers can look more like the Chargers that we thought we, they were gonna be before the you know, the year started because I am still a very big Chargers fan at the end of the year. That's or at the end of the day. That's really my second team. Um, and will Cleveland just be able to manage the game? Because that's really how they end up beating people. That's what they're doing right now. That's their bread and butter until Deshaun comes back and they can really just catch up in quick, you know, quick bunches. I guess they can, they can't really do that right now. They can't really score quickly. Um, they want, to run the ball they want to control the clock they want their defense to just be sound bend don't break and they could definitely do that against this chargers team but again this chargers team they can get points in bunches they can be explosive so that dynamic is going to be really interesting to see if the browns can find a way to just manage the clock well enough and just have their defense not make too many mistakes they can find a way to win this game but if the chargers end up you know getting hot and getting points in bunches i think they're going to fall behind early and it might get messy for the browns Finally, let's close out today's episode. Again, a pretty quick one, so I don't know if that's good or bad, but let me know if you guys enjoyed it. Um, 
We're going to close out with the Dolphins versus the Jets. Miami is currently favored by three and a half points. I've been seeing a lot of people saying this might be a trap game and that Teddy Bridgewater is not going to play well enough to get it done. I don't see that being the case here. I, I don't like any of the odds really for betting. I think Miami is going to find a way to get it done because they're just a more talented football team, and I don't think the Jets are. I think those their last two wins have been pretty fluky for a lot of different reasons. I don't think they'd be able to replicate that if they did it again. Um, the one odds I do like in this game that I am looking at a little bit is the over-under, which is currently sitting at 46 points. That seems like a lot of points for these two teams who are basically playing with one unproven quarterback and one backup. Um, I know there's a lot of weapons on these teams, and they have the ability, but as far as the quarterback goes, I'm just not really trusting this right now. I also think both of these coaches, they focus a lot on defense. The Miami Dolphins defense, one of the best in the league. Love their schemes, love how creative they can be. I definitely see a world where they're going to confuse the shit out of Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson can definitely not have a good game in this one. Um, and then at the end of the day, the Jets are led by a defensive head coach. They can find ways to slow down this Dolphins offense. Um, I really think that's going to be possible. So again, especially with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. I don't think that benefits Miami in a lot of ways. So I don't, I'm not saying that either one of these teams is going to win. That's a guarantee or anything like that. But it's just something to monitor. This game should be really interesting. I think the Dolphins are going to find a way to get it done. I just want to say really quickly before I wrap up this episode, because there is one more game, I just quickly want to mention, um, I guess two more games, but one takes like two seconds. The Buffalo Bills are playing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Buffalo this weekend. They're 14-point favorites. I don't think the Steelers have been, it was something like they haven't been that big of underdogs since like 1999 or something like that. Um, Pittsburgh's gonna, I mean, sorry, Buffalo's gonna run up the score on Pittsburgh. I think they're really just gonna have a really big game. I think Kenny Pickett's gonna have a really, really rough debut. Um, if there's a player prop out there for him to throw a pick, I haven't seen the odds, but take that for sure. Also, before I go, I just want to say that the Bears are going to play the Minnesota Vikings this weekend, and this might get ugly. This might be the, like, real, like, what's the word, resurgence, I guess, of this Vikings defense. I think they're going to find a lot of ways to have success against Justin Fields in this one. Um, you can definitely run on the Vikings, and the, this has definitely been the Bears' strength for the last few weeks, but I really don't see that being the case here. I think the Vikings went big in this one. They make a statement, and they win at home, so... That's going to be it for me, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit of a shorter one. So if you guys like this format, just let me know. Um, I was kind of just breezing through my best bets because I didn't make too many notes for this one. I was just kind of going with my guts because there were so many bets that I really just had a good feeling about that I was kind of just, you know, taking it off the head, just giving my immediate thoughts about it because, again, there's a lot of things I really like this week. And, again, that's probably not what you want to be saying as a better coming into the week because that normally means you're just going to jinx the hell out of yourself. But, hey. A man can believe, and I really believe in a lot of these bets. So that's going to be it for me, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it with your friends and family. Be sure to follow this account here on Spotify and follow my Instagram at Thanks, guys.